0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Crew at UGA podcast. I'm Kyler, a full-time staff member with Crew, and today we're doing a special bonus episode for all of our Crew at UGA students to share with you something really cool that we have coming up in the next few weeks. Now, if you were at Winter Conference with us over the weekend, then you heard all about this while there. But if not, we still want to invite you to join us in this. So starting Monday, February 8th, we are encouraging every student and crew to take a step of faith, to go out and share their faith, with one to three people over the next few weeks. Now, just like the parable of the shepherd and the lost sheep in Luke 15, we want to go out for the sake of the one to share Christ. Now, we realize that each student is in a different place with all this, and that's okay, but we want to encourage everyone to take a step of faith that seems appropriate yet challenging to you in this regard. But we encourage, we also want to help you do this. We want to give you some ideas on how you can do this, as well as provide some training for taking this step of faith whether it's having a spiritual conversation or sharing the message of the gospel, whether it's talking to a friend or talking with a stranger, we want to set you up for how you can practically do this. So for the rest of this episode, we're going to provide some more direction and training on how you can go out and proclaim the good news of Jesus for the sake of the one. To talk about the how, I've got a few guests on the podcast with me. First, I've got Daniel, current UGA staff member, to talk about our sometime approach. So Daniel, what exactly do students need to know about this approach? How can
1: they practically do it with the people that they know? Hey guys, um, so the sometime approach, it's been around CREW for a really long time, but it was actually pioneered by our friends up in Jersey. They're facing a really unique situation with COVID. Their campuses are still completely closed. And so the people up in New Jersey, our, our CREW friends up in New Jersey, they've actually had to figure out how do I reach my friends and my family? How do I evangelize with people I know even if I can't be in the room with them. And so what they've come up with is this amazing approach built around this question, can we have a spiritual conversation sometime? So the sometime approach, what it basically begins with is calling up someone you know, a friend, family member, and instead of sitting there and saying, hey, can I share the gospel with you or something that might be a little bit more forward, Mm. you just say, hey, sometime can we open up a spiritual conversation? or, hey, I have something that was really impactful for me to go through with my friends. Can I walk you through it, or can I walk us through it together? And if they say yes, then it's your opportunity to schedule a time to meet up with them over the phone, in person, even potentially over email, and you walk them through a guided spiritual conversation. Afterwards, um, if they open up or if there's a real opening for it, you can share the gospel with them. And it's just this amazing way to create these spiritual conversations, leading prayerfully to the chance to share the gospel with people, family, and friends that you already know.
0: Next, we're going to talk about how we can have a spiritual conversation with someone we don't know. This approach would be a great thing for you and someone in your crew Bible study to do together. Now to talk about this, I would like to introduce our second guest, Natalie. She's also on staff with Crew, and she happens to be my wife, and this is her first appearance on the Crew at UGA podcast.
2: Yep, it's my first time. I'm excited to be here.
0: So Natalie, we've already talked about the sometime approach when we're trying to initiate a spiritual conversation with someone that we do know. But what about with people on campus that we don't know? How are we also encouraging our students to do this?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So in CREW, we call this initiative evangelism, which is just a really fancy way of saying approaching strangers to talk to them about spiritual things in hopes to share the gospel with them. So one of the ways that we love to do this in CREW is through the use of what we call a spiritual survey. And it's really just a survey of about 10 questions that serves to get to know people, learn more about their lives, what they believe, and like I said, hopefully leads us to sharing the gospel with them. This is also the same survey that you could use for a guided spiritual conversation with the sometime approach. So doing this is really just as easy as it sounds. I walk up to someone on campus and introduce myself. I ask them their name, major, hometown, you know, all the normal small talk. And then I tell them that I'm with a ministry called Crew and I'm doing a survey on campus to learn more about people's spiritual beliefs. Then I simply ask them if they have a few minutes to chat. If they say yes, I start asking them the questions on the survey. It really is that simple. Um, You can ask them all the questions listed, or you can just pick and choose a few of the questions based on how much time they have. And the most important thing to remember, I would say, is we want to ask these questions with a genuine intent to listen. So engage conversationally how you normally would. Um, Ask them clarifying questions. like Seek to understand if you don't relate to them as a real person. Some of the people that you encounter and ask these questions to may not be thinking about these kinds of spiritual things regularly, and so for them to share them with you, a complete stranger who approached them on campus, is truly significant. So in the show notes of this podcast, we actually have a link for the survey, and we want you and your group to pause this podcast in just a minute and look at it together. Pull up these questions and look through the survey. First, I want you to talk through together what feelings do you have as you envision yourself doing this survey with someone. Second, talk about why you think these could be good questions to ask a stranger as you hope to transition to sharing the gospel with them. All right, so how about you hit pause and talk about this together for a couple minutes.
0: Lastly, we're going to hear from our crew at UGA team leader, Alan. Hi, everybody. So let's assume that we have just done a spiritual survey with someone like Natalie talked about. We tell them thank you for sharing with us what they think and believe about life and spirituality, and then we ask them if we can share with them what we believe. They say Yes. And so now it's
3: time for us to share the actual message of the gospel. Alan, how do we do that? Well, we're going to use a tool and to do that I'd like for you to take out your phone and go to the app store that you use and I want you to download an app called God Tools. So go ahead and pause this for a second if you need to do that. Okay, now that you've got the God Tools app, open it up and scroll all the way to the bottom and you'll see one of the tools says, Know God Personally and has kind of a blurry gray picture. That's the one that I'm going to be referring to today. So go ahead and open this up. The benefits of using a tool are it's not just you trying to make up stuff and pull it out of your head and people can follow along as you talk. And so I think using a tool is great and it's very natural to just turn your phone around and let someone look off the phone or download the app themselves. We do that all the time with videos and such. So I would open up this Knowing God Personally book and remember a couple of things. Number one, I wanna try to make this as conversational as possible. But number two, If you ever get stuck because you're not really experienced at doing this, just read the presentation. Just read it. All the information they need to know is right there. So if you get flustered and can't remember a certain question or illustration, no problem. Just go ahead and walk through it. So let's do that together, shall we? Let's do a little example of how we might use this tool, okay, Kyler? All right. So I'm going to open it up and I'm going to introduce would you like to know God personally and explain that there's four points in this that talk about how a person can have a relationship with God. Kyler, here's point number one. Read that one out loud for me if you would. All right. God loves you and created you to know him personally. He offers a wonderful plan for your life. Right. And so there are some Bible verses that follow along with this point. For instance, here's John 3.16, which is pretty familiar to a lot of people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Right, and you can kind of see here it says that God loves us, and because of that he wants us to have eternal life. But this eternal life is in the next verse, which is John 17.3. Could you read that one for me too?
0: Yeah. Now this is eternal life, that they may know
3: you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Right, so this eternal life that comes from God's love, it's knowing God. We're made to know him have a relationship with him, right? Hmm. But let me ask you this, if we're sitting in a public place and there's lots of people around, I might say, of all these people in here, I might say, of all the people you know, how many would you say have a really close personal relationship with God? Do you think a lot of them or not? Hmm. I think probably not a lot of people. Yeah, there's something that keeps us from that, right? And so point number two talks about that. Kyler, would you read point number two for me right there?
0: Yeah. People are sinful and separated
3: from God, so we cannot know Him personally or experience His love and plan. Right. Sin is kind of a churchy word. How would you define that word? What do you think that means? Yeah, I think I I would say it's something like doing wrong. Yeah, that's right. And so when we do something God doesn't want us to do or hasn't designed us to do, that's called sin. And like it says in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I'm now looking at that pain that has that Bible verse on my app. And then I'm gonna read this summary paragraph about how people were created to have a relationship with God, but we'll skip that for now. That's a good definition of sin, right? Then in the next pane, there's a verse that says, for the wages of sin is death. Kyler, what do you think a wage is? Hmm. I immediately think of like minimum wage, like a payment for something I've done. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a payment for what you've done. You get paid for what you've done. In this case, what this is saying is The payment for our sin is death or the spiritual death, spiritual separation from God, the way the Bible talks about it. And now I'm looking at this picture on my app that has God on top and sinful person on the bottom, and there's arrows reaching up toward God. And I'm going to say, Kyler, here you can see that God and this person are separate, right? Mm -hmm. There's a gap between the two. But what do you think these little arrows pointing up indicate? It looks like uh, it's maybe ways that a person tries to get to God or get close to God. Yeah, that's right. And what are some of the things we do to try to get close to God? Oh gosh, being a good person. Uh You know, Helping someone out, holding the door from someone, just being nice. Volunteering, going to church, whatever it is, right? We try to do a lot of good things, and that's how most people try to earn a relationship with God. But does that work? Do those arrows reach? No. They don't get there. That's right, because God is perfect and holy. How many perfect people do you know? Not one. Yeah, me either. (laughs) Okay, so you can kind of see what Kyler and I just did there. I've kind of conversationally just walked him through those first two points. You'll notice I did some things. I let him read some parts, and I read some parts. I asked him some definition of words and let him talk to me. And I could do that even more. I could ask him to share some of his experiences. I could ask him uh, what stands out to him about a certain thing. It just kind of depends on how fast you want to go and how the conversation is going. And so that's how we do it. Now here's what i want you to do if you're seated with a partner i want you to go ahead and pause this podcast and i want you to go back and forth like kyler and i just did one of you share point one and two and then switch roles and see the other one share it and just see how it feels with these words coming out of your mouth and practice it okay so now that you have practiced that i'm not going to give you a podcast for the whole rest of the book because we're going to try to keep it short but points three and four are similar We want to conversationally walk through and explain important things as we go. Now, here's a couple of things I just want to point out to you about 3 and 4. You'll notice that in point 3 about Christ being the only provision for our sins, the first pane that you pull up says he died in our place, and is a very important verse, Romans 5.8, and where it talks about Christ dying in our place and demonstrating God's love for us. This is one of the places in the book I will always stop and be sure to explain The point is Christ is a substitute for us. And so he takes the place and it's his righteousness and his sacrifice on the cross that replaces our own self effort. This is really important because most people you share the gospel with will still come from a mindset of I have to earn my way to God. And we have to make clear that that's not true. Jesus is a substitute that helps us get to God. And then I'm also gonna hit that point hard on point four where it talks about receiving Christ as Savior and Lord. I'm going to see that in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, which is the second pane in that window. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. I'm really going to draw the contrast between being saved by faith in what? Christ. Christ dying on the cross, being my substitute, which I just talked about in Romans 5, 8, And the contrast of that with my own works, which is just trying to earn God's favor, and that it's not through that. And so I'm really going to camp out on those two verses and make sure that point is clear, and I'm not going to go any farther unless the person really understands that. Okay? I think it would be really good right now to pause this again, and why don't you guys practice points three and four just like you practice points one and two, and then we'll come back and finish up. Okay. So, as we're going through the rest of the book, you see we get to a point where a person comes to a decision. In the last pane of point four, you'll see this great little window. It talks about two kinds of lives and has circle diagrams. And this is a great way to bring a person to a point of decision. I think you can just look at the circle diagrams and read the summaries of them at the bottom, and you can shift back and forth between the one on the left, number one, and the one on the right, number two. The key difference is, The one on the left has the cross on the outside. In other words, this person does not have faith in Christ to pay for his sins. The person on the right does. That's the difference you're trying to point out. And the questions then, which circle represents your life, is really asking, have you put your faith in Christ? Are you trusting him or are you still trusting your own works to try to get you to God? That's where you're trying to go. And then the next pane has a way that a person can indicate they're putting their faith in Christ. So that's how we go through the book. I would encourage you to practice through that until it feels natural. And I also think the only real way to learn how to do this is by doing it. And the more you sit down and just talk to people using this tool, the easier it gets. But I do think it's a really great tool. A couple of things, just cause we want to keep this short. If you're saying, okay, what kind of questions should I ask? How could I make it conversational? We're going to put an article link in the show notes called the big six. And it basically has six places that are really key to ask a good question or six questions you can ask and you can read more about that. And as well, in the God Tools app, look over the rest of the tools in that list. There's also one about how do I share my faith. And you could walk through that and it would also give you some great tips. So try it. I think you'll find this is a lot easier than you feel it is. Well, that does it for
0: our training. All the resources we mentioned that you need to participate in this, such as the guided spiritual conversation for using the sometime approach, the spiritual survey itself, or help with asking good questions when sharing the gospel can be found in the show notes of this podcast episode. Or if you want additional training on any of this, talk with your crew Bible study leader or you can talk to one of the crew EGA UGA staff. Now as I finish this episode, I'm going to close with the words of Jesus to his disciples. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you.
3: Now go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation.